you've worked hard to build your business, and now it's time to grow. Welcome to the Multiply Your Success Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Dufour, CEO of Big Sky Franchise Team and a serial entrepreneur. And today's opening question is all about your danger zones in business and taking a look at how you are protecting your business from external and internal threats, legal threats, liability, employees, contractors, partners, all different kinds of folks that you interact with on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, annual basis. And today's guest is Brett Trembley, and he's the founder of Trembley Law Firm, which is a franchise and business law firm, and they're really focused on small business. They're based out of Miami, and they've grown since the founding in 2011 tremendously. They have been recognized on as a fastest-growing company on the Inc. 5000 list. They've been recognized by the law for, by being recognized on the law firm 500 list. And one of the things that I really like about Brett's firm and why I wanted him to have have him on the show is because his company's mission is protecting the economy one business at a time. And he really believes in protecting the small business and small businesses out there. Uh, in addition to running and growing his law firm. He's also the founder of a virtual assistant staffing company called Get Staff Up, Staffed Up. Get Staffed Up. And uh, they've been recognized on the Inc. 5000 list as well. So just some really incredible success he's been able to have. And I'm excited for you to hear his interview and hear him talk about the five danger zones of business. So let's jump into my interview with Brett Trembley. Tom, nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, quick background on myself. I grew up in New Mexico, so that's a very you know small state population wise compared. And um, you know, I, I ended up leaving the state. I moved to Miami in 2005, so I've been here for 16 years. And I came here for law school, and I just saw so many more opportunities out here in a, a bigger city with a lot going on. You know, multiple sports teams, and and so I just really liked it. Kind of like small, you know kid from a small town moves to a big city type thing. Um, and at the end of law school, I went to work for a small firm and, and I just had the personality. I always kind of knew that I would work for myself. So after three years, I wasn't going anywhere fast at that firm. Um, not, I don't really think my fault. It was just one guy and he didn't really have like the vision. He, he's since I left over 10 years ago, his firm looked the exact same. Um, and so uh, I, I saw the writing on the wall and had, you know, the opportunity, what do I do? Do I open up my own thing or, or do I go work for someone else? And, and for me, that was easy. So I started Trembley Law Firm in very late 2011, coming up on our 10 year anniversary here. We do, we do business law, business litigation um, and franchise law. So franchise and business, you know, have a lot of similarities with some unique features for franchise law. And our mission is to keep people out of the courtroom. And that's kind of, you know, how I got into the franchise world and, and the legal game. So I, I love what you said there about trying to keep people out of the courtroom. I, I, I know for our audience here, um, you know, they're predominantly uh, small business owners or growing businesses. And so that's always I don't want to say a driving fear, but it's always looming in the back of every owner's mind, you know, some uh, potential lawsuit or something that comes along the way. So 
Would you talk a little bit about what that means to you? That's a pretty interesting uh, uh, philosophy and culture you're building. Well, yeah. So, you know, uh, what we say is that businesses can handle sort of outside threats. It's not fun and, and it can be very expensive. But when you're internally, when you implode, when there's fighting amongst the shareholders, it's almost impossible to to recover from. Um, and, you know, like, but we have had small clients basically spend $100,000 defending themselves from a lawsuit. We win, right? You kind of like lose, you win the battle, but you lose the war because they'll say, it's just not worth it. Why would I be in business and try to provide jobs and grow? And it's just so easy to sue me and lie over nothing and then make me spend so much money defending myself. So we came up with at the law firm, um, uh, something called the five, five danger zones, where we walk our clients through five different areas sort of like looped all the lawsuits together and categorized them. Um, and, and they happen again, like internally with shareholders, employment law, um, contracts, not, not good written contracts, compliance and intellectual property. So we have our, our sort of checklists on what to help all of our clients, per, you know, protect them from and, and all those different areas. And it's, it's our roadmap. It's, it's, you know, you're never guaranteed that some crazy person's not going to make up a lie and, and sue you and, and take you to court. But, you know, having the leverage and the contracts and everything in place or the asset structure or asset protection, you know, the things that help minimize the exposure for business owners. It's, it's what we're passionate about. Well, that's great. And, you know, I, I have to imagine for our audience that's listening in, okay, Brett, you went through those five, your ch five point checklist pretty quickly there. Uh, so I'd love for you to maybe expand a little bit on each of those as these points of uh, areas of potential concern that they need to be thinking about or buttoning up or, you know, calling someone like you to help support them. So would you mind walking through those five, five pieces or those five steps? Sure. Sure. So um, the first one is, is your in, uh, corporate infrastructure, right? How, how you're set up, um, where your, your parent company is, you know, what state you're located in. Um, do you have operating agreements in place, shareholders agreements, all the things that business owners sort of skip out on. Um, because frankly, it's time consuming and it costs money and you're, you're more worried about getting into business and, and, and making money than you are getting all your legal ducks in a row, which, which makes sense. But, you know, soon after you start being profitable, you need to circle back around and take care of those things. Um, and, and shareholder disputes are so common. So you really want your rights delineated in, in writing and, and have, you know, non-compete agreements, all the internal things that you need to protect yourself. Um, and then there's the category number two, employment law. So your employee handbooks, your employment contracts, all of the different things that you need to do to prevent yourself from hopefully getting, you know, slapped with like a discrimination claim or a wrongful termination claim, you know, overtime violations, wage and hours, keeping your, all of your, your, I mean, this is, this is big in the, in the franchise world too, because what, what happens is a lot of times uh, 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 an employee now will try to sue the franchisee and the franchisor, you know, so that that's kind of an interesting uh, development in law that's going on, but you've got to keep good time records. You can't just hope that people don't sue you and claim that they work 60 hours a week when you know they worked 40, but it's on you as the owner to prove it. Um, the third area is outside contracts. Um, so vendor agreements, supply agreements, um, just any sort of contract that you have with anybody you're doing business with that's not an employee, for example. 
Um, the fourth area that I mentioned was compliance. You know, ADA lawsuits are really out of control, especially down here where I am in South Florida. Um, TCPA, if you're engaging in text message marketing, that can get you in a lot of trouble. There's a lot of different area regulations, um, local and, and, and Brett, sorry to interrupt there. Uh, you threw out a few acronyms about the, uh, the uh, hopefully I'm saying them back ADA and TCPA and some of these things. Um, uh, you know, what, what are those just curious? What, what, what do each of those uh, yeah. mean? Sorry, Tom. So ADA, um, Americans with Disability Act, you know, very good, you know, act that, that's, you know, supposed to help people who, who need it, but it's being abused by, by plaintiff's lawyers. They will sue you for, you know, like a, a not having enough, par- you know, handicapped parking spaces, for example. Okay, well, that, that one I can see, but what if, what if you do, but the parking is 11 and a half feet wide instead of 12 feet wide, you know? six inches. And now instead of just having mitigating factors, you have this whole federal lawsuit that you have to defend for one tiny little thing. But worse than that is you have these serial plaintiffs who are called testers and they'll just go up and down the block and sue every single business and basically say, well, you can prove that you're in compliance, but it's going to cost you a lot of money. So why not just settle? So the the abuse of the ADA, Americans with Disabilities Act is, is rampant right now. Um, and the other one I mentioned is the Telephone Consumer Protection Act, or TCPA, which prevents people from having their phones blown up with robocalls and robotexts, you know, just texting thousands and thousands of people at the same time. But you get these, these marketers that come along, and, and this happened to one of our franchise clients, and say, hey, I got this program. Everybody that's checking out, buying food from you, you get their, their, their phone number or have them pay with their phone, right? So you can get their phone number, just have them enter it, and then you can start texting them for deals and specials. So it sounds great, but if you don't do it the right way, it can come with heavy, heavy federal penalties. So um, those are the two that I mentioned. And to to finish up the fifth category, that would be intellectual property. So um, patents, copyright, and trademarks. So many people just don't take the time to get their trademark in place. Um, less of a concern in the franchise world because you're licensing the, the, the you know, trademarked marks from the franchisor usually, um, but for other, you know, small businesses, it's it just sad when you see somebody using the same name for 10 years and then someone else comes in, trademarks the name and, and tries to cause problems that way. And Brett, do you have this uh, checklist or these points or is this available for someone to have access that we might be able to either share or put, post a link for the audience? Yeah. Uh, in fact, we have um, a download at tremblylaw.com forward slash danger zones. And um, anybody can take the quiz and see if uh, they're in compliance and, and we'll send you an email with, with your results. So. Fantastic. Well, I think anyone listening in needs to take the Danger Zones quiz. I love the the name and uh, how you've put this together so succinctly and and easy to follow and understand. It's fantastic. One of the things we like to ask every guest is get into our show formula here and and ask about misses, makes, and multipliers. Yeah, I mean, I, everybody has misses, and and I like that you asked this question because people don't like to talk about it. So the first you know, attorney that, that I ever hired started a competing firm. And I love talking about hiring and team building, by the way. Um, you know, I have 25 team members at the law firm and we have over 40 internally at Get Staffed Up and then, you know, hundreds of, of additional virtual assistants that we employ for other people. So um, 
we tend to, and I see this a lot, you'll, people will make a hire and then it won't go well. And then they'll say, Oh, I tried that. And then they'll just give up. It's like, well, you know, it, it doesn't mean the first time you take a swing at a tennis ball, if, if, if you don't hit it in that you just give up, you know, it just takes practice and it takes perseverance and, and people are funny and, and nobody is put on this earth for their sole purpose to work for you. So you're not entitled to good people. You're not entitled to a great team who takes care of all of your needs. Um, you have to work for it and you have to create the right environment for it. And, and you have to have good strategies behind it. So, you know, I, I like to just mention that, you know, that that's a miss that I had and, and thankfully I got it right. And, and we have incredible attorneys now and a great team. I would say more recently, I got in on Bitcoin early, but not enough. Like I just kind of dabbled. So, you know, that that's a huge miss. I'd, I'd be in the Caribbean somewhere on a boat, you know, if I had, you know, done that properly. So that's that's another miss. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of us can say the same thing, right? You see, I don't know. I don't know. And before you know it, the you know, it, it escalates and the price to buy in is high now. And anyway. Uh, well, the, great. Well, thank you for sharing that. And and let's talk about a mate or, or two that has come in your career. Obviously, you've got lots of, uh, you know, things to talk about, just even some of the accolades you recently mentioned. Is there any event or anything that stands out to you that you'd like to share? So my first two years running the law firm, I really struggled. I was trying to do everything myself. And I ended up, I started reading the right books because you know, like I thought I knew everything. So that was an ego thing. Like, well, I know how to run a business, but I was trying to do everything myself. So without learning that the only way to grow is to get other people to do the work of the business, like the business isn't you, you're not the business. So you, you have to, if you're going to own a restaurant and you're going to try to be the, the host or hostess, right? The waiter or waitress, the chef, the marketer, the owner, the, like you're going to have a horrible restaurant. But so many people go into business and they try to do everything, you know, all the roles and it's terrible. So I, I, I got a coach and a very good one. Um, you know, I'm still in the program all these years later. And that was a big make for me was was investing in myself and saying, like, I got to figure this out by learning that I don't know everything, but someone else, you know, does. And I always say that if Michael Jordan always had a coach then, you know, why, why, why get to that point where I tell myself, no, 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 I've got it all figured out. So I, I believe heavily in, in, in any business I'm in of having people that are, 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 that you're learning from. Brett, is there any multiplier that you've used throughout your career or professionally that that's helped you in growing? So I was lucky enough to be turned on to a book called the miracle morning back in 2016. And the miracle morning is the concept that if you get up earlier and a lot of like half the people like no oh, you, you know you already lost me i'm not a morning person i've never been i get a boost of energy at night i can stay up all night but then i would need to sleep you know all day so i've had to train myself to go to bed earlier get up earlier but those are the morning hours that you can take advantage of where nothing's happening and you can start to own your day instead of having your day own you and when you get up late and you're rushing to work by the time you get there you're already just putting out fires all day and you're reacting to your day instead of owning it. And so the Miracle Morning talks about doing six things every morning. Silence, which is meditation, affirmations, the vision board, which, which I believe in. And basically anything I've ever put on my vision board has come true. Um, exercise, reading and scribing. 
And when you do those six things every morning consistently, and some mornings it could be 20 minutes total and other, you get the full 90 minutes in, but it's, it is a life changer. And I can honestly say without that, Get Staffed Up wouldn't be around because I gave the book to my now business partner and we spent years sort of getting on the same page and, and just, and just connecting through business that when, when this idea came along, you know, we, we were off and running. Uh, I, that's amazing. Well, and I tend to be a morning person in general, and I've been on a habit lately. I'm up at five 30 every day and kind of getting my day going. So this it immediately clicked. I was like, ah, going to give me a structure to my morning. Yeah. I like it. Uh, yeah. so it sounds great. Well, Brett, the last question we ask every guest is what does success mean to you? Freedom. I, I, freedom is so important to me to be able to wake up every day. I'll still remember the, when I left the law firm that I told you about, the only one I ever worked for. Um, I woke up on November 1st. of So 11-1-11. I wasn't really planned that way. but And the world honestly looked different to me. Because I woke up that day and I did not have to report to anyone, you know, check in, you know, justify my time. It was just what I wanted to do that day, what I could accomplish. And I just will never forget how different everything around me looked. And, um, you know, when your business owns you, even even though like you own the business, it's not complete freedom. So me and, and my business partner get staffed up, you know, we, we, our tagline is we help lawyers delegate their way to freedom and, and by, by bringing on other great people who, who don't want the same things you do, who don't want to own their own business. Um, you can finally get there with, with hard work, but you know, more than that, smart work and, um, delegating and, and finally living a life where you can go where you want and be who you want and not have to answer to people. And that's really what it's all about for me. As we, Kind of come to a conclusion here, Brett. Is there anything you'd like to share with the audience that maybe you haven't had a chance to say or would like to make sure you get across? Look, I mean, life is short. So I, it's not like 10 years from now, the world's going to look differently. And it's like, all right, well, now it's time. You know, you, you just lost 10 years. And I know everyone's heard that before. Like, well, the time is now. And, and then people don't take action. But I heard something recently, which really cemented that for me. Um, it was a quote by a guy named David Nagel, and he said, um, you can't wait for reality to change to make a decision. Your decision changes reality. Make the decision and then take action, and then things will start to line up for you. Brett, thank you so much for a fantastic interview and sharing just some wonderful information with our audience here. So let's go ahead and jump into our three key takeaways. So the first key takeaway I think is an absolute no-brainer for you and your business is the five danger zones of business and taking a look at the corporate infrastructure, your employment law, the outside contracts, your compliance and intellectual property, and go ahead and review that. And Brett offered you for you to take the free quiz on his website, um, and we will have the show notes listed for that. It's it's just tremblylaw.com slash danger zones for you to take a look at that. I thought that was a great offer. Number two is that niches make riches. I thought that was a clever saying, but really it's a reminder that if you have a specialty or a focus, Stay in your specialty or focus. 
Sometimes we're tempted by that shiny object to (laughs) expand into an area or expand your product or service line into something that is maybe not in your narrow niche focus. So I thought that was a good reminder for any specialty business. Stay in your specialty. And number three uh, for him in what he said is that life is short. I just think it's a great reminder. Life is short. Take action. Do it now. And let's go ahead and jump into today's win-win. So today's win-win is to invest in yourself. Invest in yourself. And Brett talked about how he hired a, a business coach many years ago, and he's still with that business coach. I know I can, I've can. i seen the benefits of having a business coach, but I think investing in yourself, that can mean a lot of different things. The fact that you're listening to this podcast means you're investing time into yourself. There's no cost for this podcast, but you're investing time to learn from others and hear what they're doing and the wins that they've had along the way and maybe some of the misses they've had along the way. And so... I think that's a great win-win and a great takeaway today. Continue to invest in yourself. It will compound. And so that's our episode today, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Please share this. Please like, subscribe, give us a rating. We greatly appreciate it and look forward to having you back next week.